We're live in three, two... What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to Leather Brains. As always, your host, Slapdog, here, and I am joined by Yeti, who is always here with us on Wednesdays, or usually always here, rather. And we have a special guest here today. We have Dave. Dave, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name because I'm probably going to butcher it. Is it Hi- Heilman? Heilman? Heilman, you nailed it. Heilman. Okay, perfect. We have Dave here from, uh, from well, his tag is Dynasty Dorks. He is a uh, Dynasty fantasy football aficionado. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on, my friend? Yeah, uh, Dynasty Dorks on Twitter and TikTok. I work for SGPN, which is Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So I'm the lead Dynasty analyst. Uh, you can check us out, SGPN Fantasy Football. We do uh, mock drafts. We do rankings. Uh, it's two shows a week, so you got the podcast on wherever you listen, and on the YouTube channel, SGPN Fantasy. Go check them out. I was actually on there a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, Great podcast. Super fun. Go check them out. And uh, for all things Dynasty football, Dave is the guy to go to. So, of course, we have Dave here, and he is the Dynasty guy. We're going to be talking about Dynasty football today. We are going to go over some of our cells. So uh, the people who you're trying to offload on your rosters for one reason or another, we've all brought in a couple different players to the table to discuss today. I think it's going to be really, really fun. But before we do that, we have to talk about some of the NFL news that has happened because we want to catch all the brainiacs up. So without further ado, let's get down to business. Hey, boys, let's get down to business. Well, the first thing that I would like to discuss is March gladness. Yeti, it's over. All that free stuff. Is done. I can't say it. Anymore. So I know. I was really hoping you were going to give us one more. One I'm more good need, like free. a new tagline. Uh, but uh, but our gladness is not over, Yeti. I do want to state that. So for everybody that participated in our March gladness campaign, I greatly want to say thank you so much and congratulations to our winners. We got Aaron Big D Davis, P Win Dynasty, Paul, and last and of course least. Can't stop, won't stop. So we appreciate you guys uh, entering as well as everybody else, and congratulations on winning those signed jerseys. Let's move to yeah, NFL. None now. of those guys bribed us either, by the way. No, they didn't. No, it was, <laughs> it was all it was all national. Now, now everybody's going to think, yeah, they definitely bribed them. Uh, there was no bribing that it happened. But let's talk some NFL, gentlemen. So we're going to start out with the Arizona Cardinals, my team. Sadly, uh, they are now rumored to be closer to releasing DeAndre Hopkins as nobody is willing to take on Hopkins' contract and pay the Cardinals' asking price as reported by Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. What do you think, Dave? I mean, is this is this something that's a good thing for the Cardinal for for my my team here? What are you thinking? Yeah, it, it's always frustrating when you're getting rid of a, a good player and not getting anything back where it's like, come on, just anything's better than nothing. And, uh, you know, I was in the situation last year with, with James Bradbury, you know, I'm like the Giants need draft capital. Bradbury's there like second, third, third round pick. Like I'll be happy with third round, maybe fourth round pick. And then they release him, and then he goes to the Eagles and I'm like, come on, like that's the worst case scenario, man. So, uh, you know, the Cardinals are a team that they have a lot, you know, a lot of needs and, you know, it'd be great for them to be able to release the, you know, to get something back on top of, the salary cap implications and uh, hopefully you at least get one of those. 
But uh, but yeah, losing Hopkins is never a good thing. No, and and you look at it, or how I look at it as a fan, is like, man, the Cowboys sold Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. Like, could we not even do that? Like, there's (laughs) there's got to be something here to get. I mean, Hopkins is like still a top tier guy. So, and um, honestly, we've seen the rumors that Arizona's looking for like a Christian McCaffrey type of package for Hopkins, which. I mean, we've said on the podcast before, I think anybody in the right mind understands that Hopkins, he's 30 years old, 31 years old, <clears throat> and he's he's still relevant, right? But he's kind of going down towards the end of his career. You're not going to get that kind of package for no. a wide receiver like that. No. And, and, you know, so let's say hypothetically, because it's the conversation that we're on and, and there is a chance that it sounds like it's unfortunately for me going to happen where do we want to see him go for fantasy football implications? Where would be like, I, I mean, obviously you could say the bills or the Eagles, but like from a realistic perspective, where do we want him to go? That would make sense for fantasy and for the team. Do we have thoughts there, gentlemen? I mean, I, I think the bills would be a good spot. Uh, I think the bills are in, in the market for a rookie receiver. I'm um, Gabriel Davis, a free agent next year. That really did not pan out. Um, he's in, inconsistent player um they were much better when they had someone like a, like a cole beasley that was a consistent chain mover um a shorthanded guy and, and there's a lot of times where you know i think gabriel davis inconsistent hands um not sure if he's where he needs to be all the time um and they tried different guys jameson crowder isaiah mckenzie and, and it just didn't really work out the slot now they did add uh someone for the slot which hopkins isn't gonna play that Looks like they need somebody on the other side. And, uh, you know, Move the Sticks talks about it. And they said, you're not going to beat the Chiefs by, like, trying to, like, get a bunch of defenders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the Chargers got Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the league. They line him up against Kelsey, and Kelsey beats him every time. So, like, you just you need to hope that you can outscore these guys. So just go load up on talent. And I do think with Josh Allen, that would be a great, um, great spot for him for fantasy. You mentioned the Chiefs. What about, I, I mean – they lost quite a few wide receivers, and and they've they since Hill has left, you know Kelsey has been their quote unquote wide receiver one this last year. They need help with the wide receiver position. Do you think that that could be a, a beneficial spot for him, and he could still see fantasy football success in light of where some of these other wide receivers last year for the Chiefs didn't? Oh, of course. I mean, if you any any you, you can you list the top you know the top six or seven high scoring offenses, and especially if they have a, a need at the wide receiver two position. Um, this is a wide receiver one. And so like that, that's a, it's a really good spot for him. Okay. Yeti, do you have any I've been, Yeah, I've been saying all along, I think the Giants would be a perfect fit for somebody like DeAndre Hopkins because they have signed a slew of slot wide receivers. They have picked up uh, Darren Waller from the Raiders, um, but they don't have a true wide receiver one or anybody who is capable of really shouldering the load in the wide receiver room. So I think DeAndre, he would be an immediate like impact player if he were to be traded there. I like that. I, I as a as a big Dable supporter, I'm all in for it. I would absolutely love that, and it would give Daniel Jones a little bit more credibility as well. Are you feeling okay, Yeti? You sound a little under the weather. I know I was boasting that before I came in here, but it sounds like you also might be sick. Yeah, I think you got me virtually sick as well. Oh, so, thanks. That's this really is the fair game. Dave, you better get out of here, brother, because this is about to get real nasty. Yeah. Um, speaking of real nasty, Austin Eckler. 
he uh, he felt like he was quote unquote punched in the face because the Chargers dismissed contract extension talks after he could not find a trade suitor for himself. Yikes? Question mark. I mean, I I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall, or at least that you know I myself did. Are we surprised that he's gonna he's most likely gonna end up with the Chargers? No. Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise at all, man. He's 30 years old. He's uh, on the last year of his contract. What what franchise is really going to trade for him at this time? You know, we're going right into the draft that is loaded with the wide running back talent. So why would anybody be looking to trade for a running back, especially an older running back at this stage? Sure. And, and you know, you look at, at the free agent market right now for running backs, and there's still some some bigger names out there that could probably get a, a two-year deal, two- or three-year deal, depending upon who we're talking about. And, like, you saw somebody like Miles Sanders, who was not an old guy. He still has tread left on those tires, but he went and signed a pretty big deal with the Panthers. And, and so you start looking at uh, as far as time is concerned. But... um the market just isn't there for running backs right now. So it was a really unfortunate thing for him because he is a talented running back. But, you know, and, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit on ourselves when it comes to running backs in general. But tough look for him because he is one of the top, what, three running backs. I think he finished his number two last year and number one or two the year before. Like, he's still – he's a very talented fantasy individual. But nobody wants him because nobody's going to want to pay a higher price for an aging running back like you just said. Did you guys see on a completely different subject? We're all on Twitter. We're doing Twitter things. Did y'all see the 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 change to Dogecoin from the tweet up in the top corner? You haven't seen that? Have you Shout seen out it to yet? Elon. Yeah. Have you seen it? I yeah, saw I it and him. at first I thought it was like a glitch or something, but no, that's Elon just fucking with us, man. Yeah, it's wild. And if you refresh a page, like it'll it'll like flash the Dogecoin thing and I'm like this is ridiculous. So I just saw that today for the first time, and I was like, what the hell? Um, last thing here in the news. Yeti, we talked about in a previous episode being Lamar Jackson's agent. This is not really news. I just saw this today because Lamar Jackson popped up on my Twitter feed like I was just talking about on Twitter. His email. I think I think we could be his agents. His email that he has on his profile is info at lamarjacksonenterprises.com. I just wanted to point out how incredibly long that is. Like, you, you got to shorten that thing up. Nobody's going to want to type all that out on an email. And I think that's probably why he can't get a deal done is because somebody spells enterprises wrong in the in the at thing. And then it's, it doesn't go to the right inbox. So I just saw that. I wanted to point that out. That was it. Let's move on to our cells. So what I think we're going to do here for the cells is we'll we'll go down a list. So I'll start with one. Or actually, you know what? Yeti, why don't you start with one? We'll do Dave and then myself, and then we'll just go on a three-man rotation here. Let's talk about some cells here for Dynasty Football. So, Yeti, why don't you take it away? Give us your first sell. All right. So my first sell that I brought to the table is the true degenerate himself, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is one of my cells this this offseason because people are kind of talking about him like he is a league winner, right? They're, they're kind of banking on him coming back from this two-year hiatus that he's been on and re- returning to the form that he was in with Atlanta. So in Atlanta, his last year that he was there without Julio, he finished as a top 10 wide receiver, saw 140 targets, 
Um, and then he got traded to Jacksonville this past season for pretty cheap, I would say. Uh, he got traded for a fifth round pick this year and then a fourth round pick next year. Now, Calvin Ridley is also 28 years old and he's joining an offense that is filled with weapons. And I'm just having a hard time seeing him really return to wide receiver one status. So if you have somebody in your dynasty league that is looking at Calvin Ridley as, you know, the the promised one, then I am looking to sell him for, you know, maybe a early second round pick, maybe a late first round pick next year. I you, think that's kind of the value you can get for him. You agree with that, Dave? Yeah, and, and Ridley's very interesting. So uh, I was on I was on a show maybe two months now, now, but when Ridley was about to be reinstated, and it got pretty heated because the one guy was just wrote an just wrote an article and was all fired up how he's going to be you know a, a top five top ten guy, and the host of the show was like, mm, I got him at like thirty eight. And I was like, well, I guess you can call me Goldilocks because I'm right in the middle. Uh, I got him right around like 23, 24 in my rankings. Um, like I do see the upside, but like, like you know, like Yeti said, it, it's probably going to be more spread out. And so um, I do a lot of dynasty price check threads. Um, and so I did one for Ridley and um, for 111. Uh, this is Superflex, 111. It was 56%, 111. 44 Ridley, and it was actually 50-50 um, with about 600 votes for 112. And so right about at that fringe, I don't know if you can get a, an additional future second, but maybe a future third or, you know, a late third this year. Um, and Ridley, it all depends on on who you're playing with. Um, I had uh, Jagger May on the show with, with my co-host, and Ridley was all over the board um, with us as well where somebody had him at like 13 and, you know, somebody had him at like 30. And I think, again, I had him at like 23, 24. So um, know your league mates. Mm-hmm. If somebody's a Ridley truther, that's your target. Absolutely. I mean, he we've touched on Ridley before here, but um, he hasn't played in a year and a half, right? I, he got the case of the sads, so he, he took a step back, which is fine. And then he got suspended. Because he went full D-Gen. So he hasn't played in a while. He, And when he was, he, I mean, he was okay, right? But he was playing with an aging Matt Ryan. The Falcons had not looked great. And and then he he bailed out. So um, I, I like this take quite a bit, to be honest with you. He would also be somebody I would look at selling if you can find that truther in your league. Because in some leagues, people probably, like, you know, there's a variety of people in every league that you play with, right? Every, there's some people who the whole league is tuned in and they all have very similar thoughts as far as certain players. But yeah, I would, I would look to move them if I could. Dave, who did you bring as your first sell candidate, my friend? Yeah. Who would I, who would I like to start with? Um, I'll start with the quarterback. I, I, I'm going to go Trey Lance. And so dog. Trey Lance is a very, very interesting guy. Um, when you look at the situation you have, uh, you have Sam Darnold just signed. Then you have the the comments at the uh, at the the owners meeting where you know Brock Purdy, if healthy, would be the starter. He's the the lead dog in the house. Trey Lance truthers are hurting, um, but when it comes down to it, 
there's still a lot of faith in Trey Lance. And so I did a, a price check thread for Trey Lance immediately after the, the owner's meeting comments. And I'm like, man, Trey Lance is going to be a buy low. Like, and nope, 107 and the super flex. And he is not dropping in price whatsoever. And so, I mean, there, there, there's always the, the hopeful scenario of he's the guy. And if not, he's traded. But there's there's not a very pessimistic view of like he's actually going to be the backup. Like I don't think any anyone that and I will say this and I, I did comment. Uh, you know these are these are Twitter polls, and if you have Trey Lance on your roster, you're probably hitting that pot. Uh, that Trey Lance is worth 106, 105, and if you don't have Trey Lance on your roster, you probably didn't believe in him as much to begin with you might be hitting that 203, 201. So, I mean, what do you guys think Trey Lance would be worth? Like if I offer, if you had the 107 and I had Trey Lance, Superflex League, I had Trey Lance and I said it on the trade block. And uh, what, about, what about you, Slapdog? Man, that's tough because you got to understand, first and foremost, I am a Trey Lance believer. I yeah, got his phone a number. Trey Lance podcast. Yeah, yeah we're a pro Trey Lance <laughs> podcast. Um, he, okay, let's look at it from a realistic perspective here for just a second, and then we'll go into the fantasy side of things because I, I want to talk about what a unique situation this entire freaking mess is, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, not a good quarterback. I, I don't think he's a good quarterback. You are shaking your head that you might agree with that. I know Yeti's thoughts on Jimmy G. Not a good quarterback, right? They traded a lot. They gave up quite a bit to go get Trey Lance in the, in the draft. And then they didn't play him his first year. Really. They kind of sprinkled him in like the salt guy meme. And then he was going to be, he was slated to be the guy this following year. Very early on, he tears his leg. Jimmy G's back. And then Jimmy G gets hurt. And now they have Brock Purdy in here. Mr. Irrelevant. I have to give kudos to the coaching that is involved with this team because you can take mediocre quarterbacks and they still find success. So Jimmy G was still finding success. And then Brock Purdy, somebody who, based on his draft capital, probably would never see an NFL field in his entire life. He did well. But realistically, you look at the situation, Kyle Shanahan did well. The coaching staff did well. And it's it's you don't need a you don't need a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. You don't need greatness there. You need a game script manager. So that's why I think Purdy has done so well. Like this is my opinion. So I'm just I'm 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 stating that from the beginning, but you don't need a great quarterback. You need a manager who does your checkdowns, who can get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Now, fortunately for the 49ers, they have a lot of playmakers on their team. They've got Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, they had Juszczyk. I mean, they the whole team was, was filled with success, and so you have a, a quote-unquote mediocre quarterback, and they are still able to find success because of the scheming that they're able to do in that offense. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, you have to look at this situation as well as Purdy's not going to be ready by the start of the season. I firmly believe that Purdy is not going to be healthy with the surgery that he just had by week one of the NFL. There And the reports that I've seen in, a, in an injury like this, you're looking at like November, December timeframe as far as when that injury will be fully healthy again. So no matter what happens, he's like... It, Unless he is the like Wolverine and he just heals overnight, he's not probably going to be ready for week one in the NFL, leaving Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Okay. 
I think Sam Darnold was a great piece for them to add because they we saw what happened when their four-string quarterback came in, and then it got to the point where Debo was almost – I think it was Debo or Juszczyk was almost their quarterback, which I would love to see for chaos reasons. But it's going to be Lance. We've seen, what, we've seen the Darnold experiment with the Jets. We've seen it with the Panthers. Trey Lance is better than Sam Darnold, I think. And we haven't seen him because he struggled to stay healthy as of late. But you have the potential for – for a much higher ceiling with Trey Lance at the quarterback position than the other two, in my opinion, due to the fact, and granted he is coming off of a leg injury, but due to his mobility, if he can advance the ball down the field successfully through the air, I think that Trey Lance could be a very big game changer for him. That was a very long spiel to try and answer your question, Dave, so I sincerely apologize for that. A your 107... show, <laughs> the The 107... If I had the 107 for Trey Lance, I'd probably do it. I think I would do it. I think I would buy Trey Lance for the 107. I, I think my whole spiel just talked me into it. I would like to go just a little bit later. Like a 109 would make me feel much more comfortable. But I think the 107 is where I get slightly like, do I do this? Do I not do this? But I, th- I think I take the I think I take the chance personally. I kind of wonder if you could stretch out a 2024 first for Trey Lance. If if you can get a late first, I would much rather have like a 2024 first at this stage. Like if Trey Lance is just sitting on your bench and you don't know what to do with him at this point, get as much value as you can from him. Because I'm in the camp of what has Trey Lance done? You know, we look at, we talk about his upside, right? With his rushing ability. We haven't seen it in the NFL though. And it's starting to kind of look like a a failed experiment in San Francisco that they can just plug and play these quarterbacks and they'll find success. So I kind of think Trey Lance's days with San Francisco are numbered. It's it's tough. And I I don't disagree at all with the fact that he's got the upside, especially in that system. And it's it's copy and paste. And like Brock Purdy for fantasy football purposes, wasn't that great? I mean, he's 200 yards and we had that that rushing touchdown at the first game. But it's like 200 yards to like copy and paste Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Nick Mullins, you know, slap dog, whoever wants to play quarterback. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, move the sticks talks about this right now with Trey Lance, Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, their overall contract for those, th- those three guys, is $13 million. And so they have that and other teams are paying, you know, $40 million, $35 million for, for quarterbacks that are, you know, average to, to above average guys. We'll just, we'll just say that. And, you know, my, my only issue with, with Trey Lance is the, the price. It's never whether I like a player, don't like a player, but I cannot say with certainty, even if Brock Purdy doesn't, let's say Brock Purdy is not available till week five. Trey Lance has a four weeks and he's going to have a very short leash. If they, if he doesn't go out and, and they win games because of him, he, they've already said Brock Purdy can go in there. I, and I think Sam Donald might be insurance for a trade. What if the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans are rumored to be trying to come up? What if the Titans, who are very familiar with Trey Lance, with Ron Carthen, they could go and move, you know, pick 11 for Trey Lance, or, or maybe maybe if he's not worth that to them, maybe something later. Um, and they ride that Brock Purdy contract, and they know they can copy and paste do that. Brock Purdy, is he's got like, like it's like seven hundred thousand guaranteed over four years. Like it, it is sad. a ridiculously low contract. 
Yeah, that's another. I wrote an article about how like people, the seventh round picks make less money than NIL deals. But that's again for another day. But when when you look at it, I just it, 107 is tough, and, and 107 could be a cheap deal if he comes out there, plays well. You see, you know, you see that rushing upside on top of that 200 yards and two every week. You know, you're seeing 30, 40 rushing yards every week. You could have a monster fantasy guy for 107. That is an easy smash. But you could also see, like Yeti said, you could see where he's the the backup, and you just paid one hundred and seven. Sure, and that's that's tough. Sure, and I think there's it's it's equally risky on buying or or selling him at that at that one hundred and seven because like you could end up having a QB one on your team if it hits if, if you hit on it. But nineteen career starts in college, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a problem. But I'm gonna Dave. I, I want to. Oh, I no, just want to ask Dave real quick. I want to ask, you know, uh, a guy in a similar situation as Trey Lance, not identical, um, but he was drafted in Trey Lance's class, Mac Jones. What? How do you compare Mac Jones's value right now in Dynasty to somebody like Trey Lance? Sorry, we're kind of going off subject, but no, I, I like relevant. this question a lot. You're Dave, muted you're there, brother. Mute. I asked people who my next uh, price check should be, and they said Mac Jones, and then. Um, Somebody tried to start, start one without me, and, and I tried to retweet it for him, but it's not getting many votes. But it, it's it, it's it's not as high as Trey Lance. Um, you know, I, even like like Daniel Jones is not as high as Trey Lance. I think Daniel Jones was one ten. Really? Wow, he was one ten. Brock Purdy was two oh eight. So if you're gonna go and do that one oh seven, throw the two oh eight and get Purdy, get your your insurance. But Purdy was two oh eight. Nobody's believing the Purdy stuff. And then Jordan Love was 110. Um, but Mac wow. Jones is probably in that range of like a late late first in Superflex. But the news that just came out recently, that might drop it even more. I, w- I will say this. I don't think that Mac Jones is ever going to be a QB1. No. I don't think he's ever going to be a QB1. I think the offense is just not designed that way. But I do like the Bill O'Brien hire. I think that is, that is good for Mac Jones. I mean, you literally – yeah, Matt Patricia called plays like that was the dumbest stuff I've ever seen. And like Mac Jones was not in a, in a great spot. If they traded Mac Jones, I don't know where he goes, but I just, I never see him. Like, I don't even, I don't even know if he has a Kirk Cousins ceiling. Uh-uh. I, I was going to say, it's kind of like a Jimmy G-esque. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. if the Raiders didn't sign Jimmy G, that would be like kind of the logical, like swap 14 and seven and just call it a day. But I don't know. I just don't know if there's. I don't even know if there's a landing spot for him. Like who, who trades for him? I don't. Know. I like it. Gray and I have a quarterback or like a fourth of one right now. But like, I wouldn't want him on my team. Like, I I would not like as a Cardinals fan. I would not want him if we. And granted, like I said, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's his own. There's a whole thing going on there. But and for fantasy purposes, it doesn't really. He hasn't amounted to much. So, granted, yeah. like you said, the play calling there could definitely attribute to some of that, but it's not been a great start for him, and this uh, this makes it even more murky. Like, I I would much rather have Trey Lance than Mac Jones, and I would it, I would I would take that every day. Now, what is interesting to me is that people would rather have Trey Lance and Daniel Jones. That's interesting to me because I think I'd rather have Daniel Jones and Trey Lance. So. I don't know how you guys Yeah, at least with front. Daniel Jones, you have security now with that contract that he just got from New York. Yeah. So that that's kind of, I mean, I get it. Like Trey Lance, we've talked about his upside, but 
he hasn't done anything. That's my big thing with quarterbacks, especially is prove it, prove it to me that you are worth this high draft capital. And he hasn't, obviously he's been hurt, but even in college it's like, what are, what are they seeing? Just his rushing upside against division or double one a guys. Yeah, I don't know. You'd be nice. Right now I got I have, I have Daniel Jones at my QB 12, but once I put the rookies in, he's going to drop out of my top 12 probably. I mean, and, and it's a, this is always a funny experiment because like if you said, do you want Daniel Jones or Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? I mean, you probably want Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but it, it sounds a lot closer than if I said Daniel Jones or the 102 in Superflex. You'd be like, hell no. Like, what are you crazy? Yeah. But then yeah. you put the names to it and, and it, it kind of sinks the value of the, of the pick. Um, you know, I did that in a, in a draft, you know, it was like, you know, you pick Josh Jacobs or Jameer Gibbs in a draft and like, they're right next to each other in a startup, but you know, like Jameer Gibbs is the one Oh two and one quarterback. And so um, it, it does kind of zap the value out when you put those names to it. People just, they like that uh, lottery ticket. Yeah, but uh, you could also argue uh, we're going off on a, a quite the tangent now, which is uh, fine. I enjoy this conversation. You could also argue landing spots for these these players are are making break for an entire career for them. Like you look at whoever's going to go to the Panthers, probably you know Stroud. I think is one of the the main contenders at this moment. That that the rumor <laughs> is that's gross. I feel bad for the guy because it's a shit show of a situation in and the Texans are no different. I mean, the Texans maybe, maybe just a hair better, but that's not saying much. Like they're both in really bad places. So whether it be young or Stroud, like, yeah, the, the promise of them is nice, but their landing spot just makes it such a tough, tough it's, sell. It's, it's awful. They, they, they traded DJ Moore and their first round pick next year. And their so second. They, yeah, and they're second. And so, like, they don't have the draft capital. or And then everyone got a one-year deal. Hayden Hurst got a one-year deal. They got a one-year deal for DJ Chark. Adam Thielen, one-year deal. So, like, you got, like, no certainty Nothing. for them. And then you got, you know, C.J. Stroud, the same thing. And, like, we hope that it's going to be a Kyle Shanahan type of an offense. It's a very unknown offensive coordinator over there. Yeah, I, I just – I wrote my QB rank, rookie rankings article, and the first thing I did was – I set the table with the landing spots and it was like, gross, gross, gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, it's bad. Like even the Colts and the Raiders aren't, aren't great landing spots as far as, you know, the Raiders are better, but the um, Colts are probably a little better as well. Like I'd rather the, the quarterback that lands there, I'd might get just a, a tingle more excited for than the Panthers, the Texans just due yeah, to the weapons. I agree. I agree. Actually, actually they, I, I'll take that back. I didn't have the Colts as gross. I like Shane Steichen. I think he was good with the chargers, good with yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have Pittman and Pierce, um, which is, you know, pretty solid and JT, of course, to help, uh, help alleviate and make the run game a little bit more serious. You want to talk about the Colts? Let's talk about the Colts, Dave. I got Michael pity city as my first sell. And, and I am excited for whatever quarterback lands there, but I'm not excited for Michael Pittman. And I, I love Michael Pittman as an athlete. I was very sad for his his production last year because I was banking on a little bit more production than what we got out of him. He finishes wide receiver 20 in PPR formats. He's a wide receiver one for the Colts. And, and I believe that you can still get some good value for Michael Pittman, but I have some concerns regarding his production for the foreseeable future. So at this moment, you know, like we just talked about, a rookie quarterback is slated to start there historically that typically doesn't bode very well for the wide receiver room 
because this rookie quarterbacks need a little bit of an adjustment period. Not only that, but this is a brand new coaching staff, as you just mentioned. And I do like Shane. I Steichen, I always say his name wrong, but uh, he looked at that offense last year with the Eagles was explosive. He did well with the Chargers, like you mentioned. Like he's, I, I'm excited for him because of his offensive mind and what he has shown he's been able to do. So that does excite me. But the icing on the cake here is this is the last year of Michael Pittman's contract, and he will be a free agent after this year at 27 years old. So he's aging a little bit. And then that puts that that puts the uh, the question is, where does he go after this year? So for a dynasty, I'd probably look at selling him because there's there's a decent chance that he does not finish higher than wide receiver 20 like he did this last year. And then he's a free agent. He could find himself in an even worse spot. He could be with the Panthers next year because they're going to be looking for a wide receiver one. And so what does that look like? I, I would I would look at selling Michael Pittman while you can now because his value could potentially get a lot worse, not because of him as a player, but because of his landing spot and, and his situation that he's in. So that's who I brought as number one. We agreeing with that, disagreeing with that? I would have to see what you're going to be able to get back. Um, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people have the same concerns that you have. You know, it's, it's Gardner Minshew for now, and it could be Gardner Minshew for and I love good, Gardner Minshew, good portion. And you know, Gardner Minshew, he was he, you know, he was able able to you know provide some production. But you know, um, you know, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, whoever's going to be the quarterback there, you know, whether it's Hooker in the second round, um. I don't know if people are going to be excited about that, and especially if it's Anthony Richardson. Um, so I just – you'd have to find an optimistic, you know, pity city, fantasy footballers, Mike Wright kind of a guy. Because if not – like if it was me, I'm not I'm not interested in, 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 in Pittman right now. I wouldn't pay up. Late first round? No. No? No. Early second round. Everything that you laid out. Like okay. I just – and and I didn't even think about the age. Like that's a smart point. Um, but I'm just like, you know what, like there's wide receiver twos or a dime a dozen and, and Pittman, I'm not gonna pay up for Pittman when I can just draft somebody or mm-hmm. like get somebody for a cheaper cost, because I feel like you could get you know get another wide receiver two at a cheaper cost. Two oh five. Would that do it if you had the two oh five? Okay. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. I probably have early early twos. But like once I get past that, like you know, I got to make sure like I get Zay Zay Flowers. I would have higher than Pittman. I would have Addison higher than Pittman. JSN higher than Pittman. I don't know if I have Quentin John Quentin Johnson. That's probably where you got me. Like I'd probably be like, okay, give me Pittman. Okay. Yeah, that it's it's interesting. Yeti, do you you agree with the selling the Pittman? I know that you own him in Dynasty, so this might hit home for you a little bit. Yeah, no, I uh, I thought about putting Pittman as one of my cells as well, just because when you look at his stats from an efficiency standpoint. So let's look at his yard yards per route run, his yak. Let's look at his A dot. He isn't very efficient with the targets that he's seeing. And the reason why he is finishing as high as he is right now is because he is seeing a high volume of targets compared to other wide receivers. That's why he's consistently finishing in that wide receiver two range that we've seen in PPR. But it's what is he doing with these touches? What's that offense going to look like if they add another piece? Let's say he signs, you know, a long-term contract with the Colts. Let's say they get a true wide receiver too in that offense. Then what happens to Pittman's value once there isn't 140 targets coming his way? 
It's funny you mention that because I when I was kind of getting my stats together and everything, I was like, oh, Alec Pierce is fighting for, for targets. And I think it was like Pittman saw almost double the targets that Pierce saw. I think he like Pierce only saw like I want to say 70 something I want I think it was and I was like oh I that's not true at all like Michael Pittman sees a shit ton of targets but like you're it's a great point because what happens when you know when they add if they add more weapons to that wide receiver room so yeah I I uh, he was my first sell um Yeti who who are you bringing in as a second sell um do we want to get frisky or yeah let's do it, it. For... let's do it it's Wednesday right, night get... yeah We're feeling crazy yeah, let's do it, man. So this this all might raise some eyebrows at first. Um, and I just want to preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of this former Heisman winner. Uh, but I am selling Devontae Smith right now. Uh, the big reason why I am selling a 24-year-old that is coming off a top 10 season is because his stock right now is at the ceiling, I feel like. I feel like the return that you could get for Devonta Smith right now is probably the highest it'll be in the next year, year and a half. I say that because in, in the seven games that Dallas Goddard was gone um, from Philly's offense, Smith saw almost, or he did see nine targets a game, 89 yards per game, four touchdowns in total, and he had 18 fantasy points per game. He finished as, uh, I think, wide receiver four is what I saw. From week 10 to week 17, when Goddard was out slash coming back. Um, but in the first nine games with both A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard in, Devontae Smith, uh, his targets went down three per game. His yards went down 35 yards per game. And he only he saw one touchdown less. Um but the main drop off was that he was seeing only 12 fantasy points per game. So in that range, he was around wide receiver 26 in PPR format. So we're looking at a wide receiver two numbers when this offense is fully healthy. And I just don't think that with AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard fully healthy now that Devonta Smith is going to see that wide receiver 10 status this upcoming season. You're nodding your head. You you agree with that, Dave? Yeah. No, I, I I like the, you know, anyone that ends on a high note, like it's always, what have you done for me lately? And, and Devonta Smith is an excellent receiver. I, I mean, he's, he's better than any receiver in this draft class. Um, he, he's a good receiver. But, again, like you said, there's, there's a selling point, and he was very inconsistent last year when Goddard was healthy. And then when Goddard was healthy, he was good. And so, um, you know, this offense kind of like they pick their poison every week. And when everybody's healthy, you you know, the defense doesn't know who to cover and you don't know how to play. Um, might be A.J. Brown this week, might be Devonta Smith next week, and Dallas Goddard. Um, then next week, Jalen Hurts has three rushing touchdowns. Um, and it's not that I don't like Devonta Smith. I have him ranked really high. I think I have him in my, my 12th receiver or 11th receiver in Dynasty. But – Again, it's all about the return. You don't sell a guy that you're going to get, you know, okay value for. You sell a guy at his peak. And so, um, you know, this this could definitely be a peak for him. Um, what are you selling for? What are you selling like for? Like I said, I, I think he's better than any, any receiver in this class. I know that people are all over JSN 
I, I was getting ripped apart this week because I did I did a wide receiver only rookie draft and I was just like tag a friend do it and I'm taking Jordan Addison 101. Oh my god, did people lose their mind? What? What? <laughs> you're, you're such an idiot. I'm like, oh, and this fun exercise well, it means nothing. <laughs> Jordan Addison and I'm such an idiot. I mean, I just you know, um, but yeah, I got roasted all day. Um, but when it, when it comes down to it, like I think JSN is going to be a good receiver. I think I think Addison's gonna be a good receiver, but then they're both probably be wide receiver twos. I mean, and, I, let me ask you this. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's got to be somewhat difficult because somebody who's so ingrained like yourself in dynasty football, these landing spots could definitely sway their ADPs a hundred percent. Like oh, either of them go to the Patriots, it's like psh, psh. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it a little bit more difficult because right now a lot of it's more speculation than anything else, and and. We're all reading stuff every day about mock drafts and what could happen in the draft and this and this and this. But when that draft really happens, and, and we can you can mock draft fantasy players all day long. I do it myself. But knowing where they're going is certainly going to change their their price quite a bit. So Devontae Smith, 103. You sell him for that or you want more than that? Um, 103s, I mean, are we in a super flex? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably do that. Okay. All right. So if you're, if you're looking at, like, the receiver range, like a 106 and a future second, um, I got the Fantasy Pros trade value chart up here, and he is a 56, and that would put him about pick four or five in a super flex and about um, pick four in one quarterback. Gotcha. Yeah, I was I I actually like this. Yeti and I have talked about him previously, so I'm not surprised by this necessarily. And I I like Devontae Smith as an own as a wide receiver too, but if you can sell him mm-hmm. at a high value like this is probably where his his value is going to be highest. I I agree with that a lot. Uh, I even went as far as I was like, okay, when will he be the guy? And AJ Brown's got like a hell of a long contract with the Eagles, so he'll be around forever. So it's it more more likely than not, Devontae Smith will probably end up going somewhere else when his contract is up because he was gonna want to get paid a lot of money and they're already paying mm-hmm. AJ Brown a lot of money. So I like this. I like this quite a bit. Uh Dave, who are you uh who are you bringing in as your second sell? We were Ramondre Stevenson and um it's partly I just don't trust the Patriots. I like the Bill O'Brien hire. I like Ramondre Stevenson. He finished as a top 10 running back, and he actually got pretty good volume. Uh, my, my co-host was like, you know, I don't trust uh, Patriot running backs, and they never get, you know, enough carries. And I was like, yeah, over 15 touches a game last year where, you know, they they did give him he had 277 touches, which is, you know, like 15 or 16 touches a game, and the receiving work was good. But I got to go to the NFL Combine, and I got to talk to the running backs, and I asked every running back, what teams have you met with? Almost everybody said the Patriots, and I was like, <laughs> that's a red flag. And, like, the Patriots are the team that would take B. John Robinson in the first round and just say, I don't care what everybody thinks. They would take a Jameer Gibbs in the second round and completely zap Ramondre Stevenson's value. Uh, I know they took two running backs last year. They took two running backs the year before. They always, you know, find a way to get a running back. And, and for that reason, I, I would try to get some value while I have it. Um, and, and, you know, it's, I could, it could definitely be you know, egg in my face. I'm not going to sell Ramondre Stevenson for, you know, 205 or something like that. But if I could get, you know, a late first round and, you know, a third round pick or a late first round and a future second round pick, 
I would do that because people saw him last year. He does have a lot of stands out there. Uh, there's a lot of people that, that do like Ramondre, including me. Um, but I just, you, you just can't trust the, you know, Bill Belichick. I, I think that more than anything else is the, the narrative that is, is completely truthful. Like it's so difficult. To, to trust the Patriots in general from an offensive perspective. Like, I, I don't want to touch mm-hmm. any player, let alone the run. I mean, the running back was, uh, at least last year, for certain, was really the only piece of that offense I was interested in owning. And what do you do now? You know, and like you just mentioned, that that could definitely bring some some concern there if, if the Patriots have eaten with a bunch of running backs. And not to mention, Ramondre's, he's got a year after this year. So he's got this year and next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent, right? So he's already 25 years old. We typically see 26-ish, 27 is where those high-tier running backs kind of start to fall off to begin with. So while he's not there, he's getting closer to it. And if they sign one of those those top guys, his I mean, he's done. He is, he is a, he's a backup running back for the Patriots for the next two years and or kind of like a, a split backfield at best. So it, it makes it really difficult. Yeah, do you have yeah. any thoughts? Yeah, and I, I think if you can sell them, now is the time to do so, like right before the draft, because like Dave said, his value is going to go fucking through the floor as soon as they draft Bijan in the first round, or like you said, Gibbs in the second round. Like any rookie running back that gets drafted by the Patriots is going to be a huge red flag for Stevenson. And I know this because I have Stevenson in our <laughs> Dynasty League of Record, and nobody fucking wants to we're touch just, him. We're shitting on you today, Eddie, aren't we? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just shit on my team, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. I I agree with that. I um like you mentioned, Yeti. I think we've had conversations about like you moving him, and I'm like, I don't want to touch that man with a ten foot pole. So I I get it completely. Yeah, and, and if you can't get the value, definitely do not sell. Um, I just I think that this is an opportunity you can get value that you it might be half price in a month a month from today. But if you hold through the draft and he they don't draft somebody, O'Brien. Did you like Lamar Miller got a pretty healthy workload? And so if they do have a running back like that, he could get a healthy workload as long as Bill, o, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't have too much influence on, on what's going on with that. But it's just, again, it's a sketchy situation. If you can get a good price, take it. The, my second guy is somebody who, if you could get a good price, I would definitely take it. That is Derek Henry running back for the Titans. Derrick Henry, Yeti, we talked about this going into last year a little bit. So, man, the king himself is the, – the tread on the tires for him is wearing thin. And he finishes RB4 this last year in PPR. He's 29 years old, the bell cow for the Titans. I'm calling it right now. He's not going to finish in the top five this year. We said it last year. I'm going to manifest it into existence. I have to give credit to Vrabes because he is the mastermind at finding success – with a lackluster group of weapons. I, I don't know how he does it, but he does every single time. I, I really thought Derrick Henry last year, and, and like I said, Yeti, we talked about this almost at nauseum, but it was an aging offensive line. Derrick Henry's aging. They have they just gave away A.J. Brown, so they don't really have any wide receiver. They had Robert Woods, and I, Burks didn't even get on the field really last year. This team is a train wreck. This team is full of train wrecks. You have you don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Is Malik Willis going to be the guy? Is it is it Tannehill still? I think they're going to rely on Henry again this year, like they usually do every single year. But my concern is his health and his age, and I would be shopping him around in the league to try and get some value out of him because 
it's going to take one injury and he's done, in my opinion. I think that's kind of where he's at. And I, I saw a video of him this last week working out with his shirt off and he's looking all ripped and shit. And I'm like, this guy's going to live forever. But it's like, like Kittle said, every single week is like a car crash playing in the NFL. So I'd be looking to sell him because he's he's not going to be in this league forever. And, and I, I don't think he's going to be top five. I'm saying it now. Let me ask what what kind of value do you think you could get for Henry right now, and that could be for either Slaps or Dave. That's tough because nobody's gonna like I I I look you look at it from a realistic perspective. Like if I own Henry, you want you want to sell the farm for this guy because you don't want to give him up because he is still he has intrinsic value. But I as somebody who doesn't own Henry, I wouldn't want to spend a shit ton on him. So it's 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 a really tough situation. Like I I would if I owned him, like a late first round is probably from a realistic perspective. If I could get that out of him, I'd probably I would consider doing that for sure. It would just depend on who has the late first rounds and would they consider it uh, to to even begin with. But that's kind of how I look at it. I don't know, Dave, why don't you share your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean if you're a rebuilding team or you if you don't know your if you don't know if you're a rebuilding team you're probably rebuilding team. Um, <laughs> and so any running backs over the age of, of 26, you really want to sell. Um, that's the first thing you sell on a rebuild. And it's the first thing contenders want to buy. And so if I'm a contender and I have Derrick Henry on my team, I'm probably not selling him because I'm probably not going to get what's valuable. Like if I'm the, if I'm a contender and I sell Slapdog Derrick Henry for the 206, I just made his team better, my team worse for you know for for you know pick 18 um on the trade chart it says you can get a, a late first round pick i'm not buying that um the 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 deal i think that you know if you get a first it's going to be a future and so i i'm and, and here's what i would do if you have derrick henry and you do want to sell him you do it after the draft people do not want to give up these these new shiny toys and they're they're going to want to like they're going to give you a late second round pick for Derrick Henry. And again, like that's, that's not enough value for me. I'm going to wait till the, we're, we're setting week one lineup. Slapdog's going against Yeti and he's going, Hey, I'm, I'm losing by 13 <laughs> points and I'm going to go, Hey man, I, and I'm, I'm going to be definitely going to be uh your team is so good. It's really good. I think you're going to be the, you know, the winner this year. Um, I'll take Gassing that. Them up. I'll take that pick, you know, one twelve next year and, and you can get Derrick Henry and I'll even give you a Burger King crown. And, <laughs> and you'll win the league. <laughs> see if I can do that. Because it really comes down to it. Nobody wants veterans during the draft. Mm-hmm. But they want them week one. When those projections sure. come up, especially if you're like, you know, that's when you make the move. And that's so like if you're a rebuilder and you've got Austin Eckler, you've got Derrick Henry, you got those older running backs. Just don't, like, if you can sell them on draft day for a, a first and do it. But if you don't, like don't, don't sell them during the draft for half price. Be patient. Wait till the season starts and unload them and get get max value. Dave out here playing chess while a lot of us are playing checkers. Love the move. Um, Yeti, what are you thinking? For my lasso? Is that what we're we're moving on to? No, Derek Henry. You you agree on the sell? Oh. Um Yeah. I mean, like Dave said, at this point. Guys are looking at they're looking at getting Bajan. They're looking at getting Gibbs, like Ty J Spears. Like they're looking at these young guys that are coming into the league that are fresh. The last thing anybody's thinking about is Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler, unless you think you are truly a running back away from winning a championship 
this year. But then again, it's like, do I really want to pay? Like if I'm towards contending, do I want to pay a 108, 109, like 110 for Derrick Henry? Eh, like that's that's hard right now. But as we get towards the, the start of the season, if I have a like a wider receiver two or wider receiver three, that's kind of aging. Like if I had like Amari Cooper and like a second round pick for Henry, okay. You know, like something like that might make sense, right? But um, right now it's just hard seeing a first round value on Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do you got for your last person there? It, wait, is it your turn, Yeti, or is it I'm getting all Yeti. Okay. It's my on. turn. Yep, my last sell. Uh, it's funny we're talking about older running backs when I'm about to bring in some uh, youth into the conversation with the – I kind of cheated here. I put the 101, but I think everybody knows that this is Bijan Robinson. Um, so you probably have the 101 for a reason. Your team was probably horrible last year. Um, and I think that the value for the 101 is at the highest, kind of like Devonte Smith, uh, Devonte Smith situation. I think the value for the 101 is the highest right now, right before the draft, because we don't know where Bijan Robinson is going. He is without a doubt the 101 in every dynasty draft that's going on right now. Um, and I think if you can get a supreme package for the 101 let's say you can get like a 104 maybe another like late round first or even a first in next year's draft i mean that's more talent to help your team rebuild because let's be honest bajan is great he is an elite talent probably probably be a great running back in the league for the next few years but if that landing spot sucks this year it's going to be rough this year for you at least so why not get some more pe- get some more talent around your team, and then bank for for next year at this point. Dave, you selling or you buying? I'm selling. You selling? I agree 100. percent And so uh, I've wrote an article about it, uh, and you know, 99.9 percent of teams should sell the 101. Um, I haven't got I got a shirt. Uh, we created a shirt that says I own the 101. <laughs> Um, because you know, it's a flex, but it's also a flex if you sell it because you're going to get a ton. I got a Mm -hmm. DM, uh, right before the show said, Hey man, I got, uh, you know, I got a bunch of picks. I want to go get Bijan is 104, 110 and the tooth and a 2024 mid to late first enough. What? That tells you right there. What? Um, yeah. and, And like the poll, I put it up on a poll and it's still like that package is winning. And then, so I just put up a tweet and said, Hey, let me see some recent 101 trades. Uh, Superflex, tight end, premium, sent 103, 203, 24 first, got 101, 401, and Cousins. Uh, Superflex, 101 and 109, 101, 109, Derrick Henry got Lamb Chubb, 310. Um, I've seen uh, 101 go for Justin Jefferson. Wow. Uh, 101 for Superflex, Trevor Lawrence. I saw, uh, I, I ran another poll. It had like, 200 comments and Ken Walker in the 103, Garrett Wilson in the 103, T Higgins in the 103. That's nuts. Um, like, I, I just don't I, understand. We don't even know where the hell he's going. We have no idea where he's going. He is a running back. I mean, it's like, you know, like we thought De- DeAndre Swift to the Lions was going to be a smash, and DeAndre Swift's a great running back. And that hasn't come to fruition. We're in year four, and people are still yeah, holding out hope. It's he's like RB7 in yeah. dynasty rankings. <laughs> 
Um, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman, 104 for the 101. Um, like, you can just get so much for it. It just makes so much more sense. Like, if you put 101 on a trade chart, it probably is worth more if you put B. John Robinson in there. I said the opposite for the other guys. If, if you put B. John Robinson, if I plus 10 points, uh, I mean, everybody wants a piece of this guy. And like we said earlier, could go to the Patriots. He could go to the Eagles, and maybe that's a great spot. Miles There's Sanders a lot of mouths to feed, though. Yeah, Miles and, Sanders was RB13 last year, but again, he was RB13. And on a consistent basis, he did not feel like RB13. Because no. Jalen Hurts is doing this, and you know um, A.J. Brown big this week. And, I mean, who knows where he goes. I'd love to see him. My, my spot, I'd love to see him at the, at, on the Bengals. Um, I, know the I think Cowboys we've said are, that before, too. Yeah, we've Cowboys said both those are, spots. Cowboys are very interested. Yep. Um, in my mock draft, I did a three-round mock draft. I did put them on the Eagles. Um, but we don't know. And, like, if he – you know, Patriots could be a spot. Like, we just I, don't know where see, he's I'd be sad go. if he ended up with the Patriots because I want him to succeed and find a home. And I think the Bengals and the, the Cowboys are definitely two of, like, the, the sexiest places for him to go where, like, I think he could find quite a bit of fantasy output success. But yeah. Eagles, I definitely don't want that to happen and, and – yeah, the Patriots are pretty great. And what Yeti said was, was this was perfect. You got the one on one for a reason in most situations. Of course, if you traded for it and you got the one twelve and the one on one, yeah, not go ahead, just go and just like <laughs> knock everybody's heads off. If you're the champ and you have one on one, like that's that's the baller move. But even in that situation, like it's just so hard to pass up the deals that you can get. Of course, don't take a, a fair deal. Mm-hmm. don't take a fair deal and wait till draft day um you know if you can um but that that being said you if you if you're worried about landing spot wait till draft day the nfl draft day and say hey guys we're doing an auction who wants he wants to be john robinson and, and sell him before he gets picked somewhere but you know like you could lose if he goes somewhere that's really juicy you know buffalo uh kansas city Bengals, something like that but you could also be sitting there going, man, I just sold 101, 104, I sold 104, 110, and a future first, and he's a freaking patriot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good one, Yeti. I was not expecting you to bring that one to the table. and and But I think there's some merit there, especially like having this conversation and, and looking at it from a realistic perspective. Dave, I didn't realize people were going that crazy for that. Like I, I, I did not know that that was – what people were valuing him, valuing him at, that's a little absurd to me. It, it, it is. And like I, I we did a, a podcast and, and I, I was joking and I said, you know, you gotta sell the you gotta sell Bijan. You can get three, four, five first for him. And somebody, you know, of course the Reddit guys are like, Well, I'm turning this shit off. I'm like, it's hyperbole. I'm joking. But like you realistically can get a like Garrett Wilson is worth a high first. And you're selling Garrett Wilson and a three? Ken Walker and yeah, and one hundred three, sign like sign me up. Like I I love Bijan, but here you go. Yeah, like, have if you can get that value, I would I would every day, baby, every day. Dave, who are you selling is your last sell candidate that you have brought to the table today. Yeah, and I went back and forth with both Miami Dolphins receivers, and you know I think people would probably throw tomatoes at me if I said Jalen Waddle. Um, <laughs> but if if you looked at Jalen Waddle's targets last year. It's it was not good. 
It was mm-hmm. not good. And I looked at it and I actually took out the the non Tua games and it was it still was not good. And so Tyreek Hill is definitely the alpha in that offense. But I'm gonna say sell Ty- Tyreek Hill. And the reason is he's an older receiver. And you can still get supreme value for him. And you want in Dynasty, you timing is everything. You want to be one year early and not one year late. You look at Keenan Allen or DeAndre, like how much can you sell DeAndre Hopkins for right now? If you did this before the PED suspension, you could have got a first round pick. Keenan Allen, you could have got a first round pick. If you try to sell Keenan Allen right now or DeAndre Hopkins, it's too late. Yeah. And like Devontae Adams is getting in that same range. So with Tyree Kill, he is, I think he's wide receiver six in the consensus. Um, he finishes top five receiver. He got n- over nine targets in pretty much every game last year. Um, sell him. I, the only thing that people might not want to buy is the, you know, to a situation. Yeah. And that could, that could be the only, but he was fine with Teddy Bridgewater. He was fine with, uh, escape, uh, escape my name right now. The other quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. yeah, Skylar Thompson. I mean, this guy, th- this guy is, you know, and if you're a contender and I, I wave Tyreek Hill at you, if you're, you got the 111 right now, I'm saying, Hey, give me 111 and your, your pick next year, or, you know, 111 and a younger player. You, you're thinking about that, right? I think you have to, especially, you know, there was some, Tyreek Hill was really, really interesting because you looked at him going into last year and you're like, what's going to happen here? Because he does, he's not tied with Patrick Mahomes anymore. And, you know, I, it was a, it was a chicken or the egg situation. Like did Patrick Mahomes make Tyreek Hill? Did Tyreek Hill make, make Patrick Mahomes? And it turns out they're both chickens and they can both make their own <laughs> eggs. But you, you didn't know because there was a lot of speculation last offseason with Tua as far as like, is he going to be around? Is he going to even be the starting quarterback? Are they going to look somewhere else? And and they decided not to. And and Mike McDaniels, he, he he was like really nice to Tua. He made him like a highlight reel of all the things that he did good. And like he was like, yeah, I want you to be my guy, and which was cool to see. Right. I, I liked seeing that. But we didn't know. And then Tyreek Hill in preseason was like, Tua has one of the best arms I've ever played with. And everybody's like, what kind of shit are you smoking? You were playing with Patrick Mahomes, dude. So there's a lot going on there. But we saw it. We saw him still find tremendous success on a different team. Very clearly talented. Speed kills. He's the cheetah. But he is getting older. So, yeah, I I think if I was a contender, 100%. I would be on board with purchasing Tyree Kill at around the price that you you had suggested, Dave, because if that's if I'm really close, that could be the make or break between getting me the championship ring. So, yeah, I, I would probably do that. So, Dave, let me ask you, you know, you brought up Jalen Waddle a little bit. You don't want to go into too much detail about Waddle, um, but I'm going to we're going to talk about him. So, <laughs> you know, we're we're saying that, you know, Tyreek Hill, he is older and I'm not arguing that obviously he's 29 years old. We typically see wide receivers fall off a cliff, 29, 30 years old. Um, But with Tyree Kill potentially on his way out, wouldn't you want to maybe buy Jalen Waddle here? Or what's preventing you from buying Waddle? The cost. Um, So I I did a, you know, Waddle price check because I was interested. And I was like, oh, he's wide receiver five. Um, So he's wide receiver five. And so at that cost, I can go and get somebody 
you know, I can get somebody plus for Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, and, and like you look at this class, like if you really like Jordan Addison or really like JSN, like you could get them plus for Jalen Waddle right now. And so that that's why I would do it. Um, like last year that this was like this is my concern for immediate. So last year, and I don't I can't take out the two of games because I yeah, it's on the spot, but he had after the 19 target game, he had six, five, four, ten, five, nine, seven, five. 10, 5, 4, 7, 6, 5, 5. Those are targets, not receptions. I heard and, a lot of fives. Uh, yeah. A lot of fives. A lot of fives. And so if, if you're looking at uh, Sleeper, they're all yellow. And he had, you know, two of those were four. And so, you know, those resulted in, you know, one catch, two catch, three catch, five catch, three catch, five catch for the last six weeks. And so those those are tough. And, and two of those games was awesome. Why was he your five? Why was he your 10? In two of those games, wide receiver 69, wide receiver 99. Then the other one, wide receiver 38, 36. And so you're looking at two top 10s, two wide receiver 4s, and two wide receiver 7s. And so that's – but you can still sell him for a lot. And so I'm not saying Waddle's a bad player. I'm, I'm not saying like in the future Waddle Waddle could be awesome in two years, three years. But it's almost like, like T. Higgins. Like he's a dynasty wide receiver – 10 wide receiver seven but like last year when chase was on the field higgins was not good you're hoping to get him next year when he's on the giants or a different team and so um you're not going to be able to play him as a wide receiver one but you're paying wide receiver one prices and that's that's where i'm at like so wide receiver five is what it came out through dynasty so the price is pretty high as somebody who's tried to purchase Jalen Waddle, I can confirm it's he's an expensive buy. Um, the the seller he wanted my 103 and Travis Etienne for Jalen Waddle. So yeah, name value is a lot in Dynasty, and you know, like I know it's always kind of like, what have you done for me lately? But like sometimes, like some of these names, people they dig their heels in. Mm-hmm. No. That's that's and I told because yet he was talking to me about that. He's like, hey, what, you know, this is what they're offering. And I was like, I wouldn't do it. And he goes, yeah, that's where I was thinking, too. And I was like, that's just that's a lot to give up yeah, for a guy a who's a wide receiver, too, on a team. And yeah, he's young. Yes, he has proven to be talented. But a situation that he is currently in is not one in which I would be willing to spend that kind of draft capital, period. So I I, I am not surprised by your take at it because it's it's just the truth. And if you own Waddle. You know, you look at it from the other side of the mirror. You do want a lot for him because he is a talented young wide receiver. But so it's it's kind of like a, a situation in which you probably just hold him because nobody's going to pay the price that you want for him. And you hope that Tyreek Hill, you know, we don't root for injury here, but you hope that he gets his ass off the field so Jalen Waddle can be the wide receiver one. And that's that's kind of where you're at because there's Tyreek Hill is pretty much tied to the Dolphins for the rest of his career. He has a potential out in 2025. And if they don't take that, he's with the team until he's 32 years old. So it's either that or you're hoping Waddle goes to a more favorable situation after his rookie contract because you're you're just not in a good situation from an offensive perspective with both of them on the field. And you're hoping Tua doesn't lose all of his brain cells. This is all, and then yeah, then that's the icing on the cake. Yep. So. Yeah. So he's he's wide receiver five on the trade chart for fantasy pros. He's worth 67 points. Jackson Smith and Jigba is 48. Um, Michael Pittman is 45. Jamison Williams is 49. So it's like, was that 25% increase? 
So if you're getting, you know, DK Metcalf is 54, Devonta Smith is 56. Like he's, he's that more than those wow. guys. Like, uh, and again, that, like, when I was looking at it, I was looking at the targets and I was writing like guys that like disappointed. And then I was looking at like the value and I'm like, they, just, they don't match. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I like ran the poll to see what like, okay, what do people think versus this trade chart? And it's like, they, they think that they can get a ton for them and, you know, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, like for that guy, hopefully people are willing to pay it. But, um, you know, like that's just, that's a lot. I would not pay that no. for Waddle right now. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like uh, selling Tyreek Hill as well. He is an aging wide receiver and uh, you can probably still get quite a bit for him like we just talked about. So my last sell and then we'll get the hell out of here is none other than Debo Samuel. I'm selling Debo. So I'm a huge fan of Debo. I, I truthfully, I, I really am. He's an athletic freak, but my biggest issue with Debo is his inconsistency. So he, he finishes wide receiver 40 in PPR formats this last year. Granted, he he did struggle with some injury. So I will say that he had some injuries last year that kind of took him off the field. But my overarching concern for him is this offense, plain and simple. There are so many mouths to feed with Christian McCaffrey. You got Kittle coming back, Ayuk. And then you add Debo to this mix. And then the icing on the cake that we talked about just a little bit earlier is who who the hell is even going to be the quarterback for this guy? So it's a frustrating situation. He's a 27-year-old wide receiver. So he's kind of like right in those prime years, so to speak, where it's like he might – you could squeeze a little bit more juice out of it or the juice could already be squeezed. I kind of lean in the camp that I think the juice is already going to get squeezed. So I would be selling him. He still holds a lot of name value like you were talking about, Dave. There's even more concern here. So th- this team is not going anywhere in the foreseeable future as far as some of these these great assets that I was speaking about. So George Kittle, he's got a potential out in 2024. If not, he will be there until the end of the 2025 season. Ayuk is not an unrestricted free agent until after the 2024 season. Christian McCaffrey, unrestricted free agent after the 2025 season. Debo has a potential out after 2024, and if not, he becomes a UFA into 2026. So this team is going to, like, those assets are all going to be there for the next couple of years together. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. So I, I, I don't want any part of it. I, As far as Ayuk or Debo, Debo definitely holds the higher value than Ayuk. I'd be selling him now while he can. And that's it. That's, that's what I got. You guys agree with that? Yeti? Yeah. Yeah. I was writing off Debo last year. You know, he was one of my fades coming off that he had what a top 10 season with all the running uh, production that we had seen from him. And I had said, you know, he's not built to be a running, running wide receiver back. You know, he's not fit to play that role. And you can only do that so many times. You can only go through the middle so many times before you get hurt. That's what we kind of saw last year. Um, he kind of fell off in, in that regard because he wasn't rushing the ball as much with Christian McCaffrey there. And they also worked Elijah Mitchell, uh, back from injury. So I think if you can get, you know, a first round pick out of Debo still, I take that in a heartbeat. Like I would rather have Quentin Johnson or like Addison, if you can get him, get him that late, Zay Flowers, those type of guys, I would much rather have those guys than Debo at this current junction juncture. Yeah, I, I would sell if if you can. I, I don't know how much you can get. I know that people's values vary. And so my value, I mean, I, I we did our wide receiver ranking show just a couple weeks ago, and I probably came off as the biggest Debo hater because I think I had him at like 31, 30. 
I just I for all the reasons you said is why I'm down on them, and so I would not be acquiring for uh, you know any any cost because and same thing last year he was my like bus candidate, um you know like we did our bus show and I'm like that's that he's he had all of that production when he was basically getting like 50% dominator rating and he was getting running back and like, they're not going to use him in the regular season like that. That's a like playoffs. Yeah. Like they're, they're looking in a tournament to use him like that, but then they paid all that for Christian McCaffrey. And then you never saw him really do those things. Um, And he's got a history of injuries and, you know, one good year. And so um, like for me, if, and if you can get Debo for a late second, like okay, that's where I'm at. But I'm again, I'm I'm pretty you low probably, on Debo. You think you could find not, not in your league specifically, but in leagues out there, his name value alone, you you think you could sell him for an earlier second round, just based I, on maybe. On I mean, value? The, the value chart says you can. The value chart says that he's worth Zay Flowers and and Zay Flowers and the um, mock drafts that I'm doing is you know in the early second um you know so if you're looking at like 203 for debo you know, somebody might do that and, and like i said values vary he was much higher with some of the other guys on the show than me i just happened to be the guy that had the lowest i was like probably rb like thing like why was he with 30 um i just and his style is just not for me and his isn't you know like it's just yeah i like I, actually I'm, I'm really high on iuk I, yeah, I think you should be. I think especially the way you want to talk about things that you did for me recently. He Last year, he kind of came into his own a little bit, and we saw that. So he's a lot cheaper than Debo. He's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper than Debo, and he there's probably a pretty good chance that he finishes better than Debo this year. I, there's a lot of variables involved with that. But and I would I'm be, a route – sorry. I'm a route runner guy, and so, like, we all have types, you know, and, like, I'm okay with that, like – I like craftsmen. I like route runners. And like, he's like a, you know, reception perception. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that is good. Like I think Dante Johnson's like a a buy low. Um, Like those kind of guys that like, they're always open. I I like those kind of guys. And Debo's, he's an athlete. He's going to beat you with size and speed and all that stuff. And Brandon Ayuk, he's a good athlete, but he's going to beat you with his route running. And I think he's an underrated route runner. Um, And so I, I got to offset those guys because it's not a, it's not really a high pass volume offense, and so I have Ayuk a little higher than the average, and I have Debo a little behind. I think that's fair, I, I and I would tend to agree with you on that just because we saw it, we saw it happen, and, and Ayuk he traditionally he's seen a lot of his value. He saw his his best year when he played running back for a quarter of the damn season. So like that's mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Hundred percent. Um. All right, gentlemen, that's it. That's all we have for the sales today. So I uh, this was fun. Dave, we will definitely have to have you back on the show again at some point. I love talking dynasty football especially because it's something that we don't get to do a whole heck of a lot around here as much as we probably should. And, and now's the time to do it because it's the off season and what the hell else mm-hmm. is going on. So uh, We have no off seasons in dynasty. That's true. I know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we just got Yeti into – we got a, a – a lot of our group um, here at Leather Brains. This was their their first full year in Dynasty football, so this is their first off season, and they're starting to starting to see it all come together and and the picks oh, yeah. and the off season trading, yeah. and it's it makes it fun. So anyone that played franchise mode in Madden, like this is this is oh crazy. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be a real life GM now. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. So Dave, before we get out of here, one more time, why, where do you where do you live at? 
Where can all of the Brainiacs find you and all your work and everything that you got going on, my friend? It's two five three. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's <laughs> at Dynasty Dorks, and you can uh, find me on TikTok or, or on Twitter, and then uh, SGPN Fantasy. Um, any, anywhere you listen to your podcast or anywhere you, you watch stuff on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, DMs are open. If you, I'm doing this thing where just DM me a, a trade or something, and I'll throw it out to the crowd and let people. I'll give you my feedback in the DM or in the chat, but. Um, I'm throwing it out and letting people answer the questions. And um, it is easier if you do it before you make the trade. I will say that. Don't <laughs> do not send me a trade and then tell me to grade it. Cause if I give you an F don't pout, like I'm not going to be like, <laughs> that's always man. the worst. Like we, you know, we get that we've gotten that on our show a lot too, where people will DM us and they'll be like, I just made this trade. What do you think? And I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. And then they're like, <laughs> well, fuck you then. And I'm like, dude, you asked me. So yeah, don't, don't, don't ask, you know, don't tell us to grade your trade unless you want honest feedback, but it's much better if you ask ahead of time and I can tell you what's going on because yeah, I had a, had it you know, yesterday where somebody said like, yeah, I did this. this. I, I like the other side. And he's like, well, I'm this side. And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> You're like, well, I still like the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh shit. Go give him a follow dynasty dorks. Go check out his podcast. We appreciate having you here today. Like I said, we would love to have you back down the road as as uh, maybe maybe after the draft because yes, it's covered. So yeah. we appreciate your time, and uh, we are out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.